1: And welcome back, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, E.J. Glasser, Mark Drumheller here on a Tuesday night, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, who will be back tomorrow. We are on twitch.tv slash betql. We are also over on YouTube, Odyssey Sports, Sirius Channel 160, and Sirius XM 205. couple segments to go left in the show. We have the First Responders Bowl going on right now, minute 20 to go in the first quarter, Texas State. Leading Rice, 14-7. to Rice getting ready to punt the ball back to Texas State and their dynamic offense. So we'll keep you updated on what's going on there. But, uh, Mark, we got a ton of other bowl games still left to be played here in the college football season. So we even have one coming up later tonight in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Kansas is now down to an 8.5-point favorite against UNLV, I think this reached as high as like 12 and a half, maybe even 13. It is just coming down to eight and a half. The total has also come down from 68 and a half to 66. So you wonder if like somebody's out. Jaden Daniels wasn't going to play for Kansas. Their backup, Jason Bean, has played a lot of football this line maybe tells you that he could be out, too, potentially. So when you see stuff like this and you see a line just, like, moving down, do you normally follow the steam? Like, would you take the UNLV sign or the side, or would you just completely stay away from it?
0: I mean, I wouldn't just chase the steam, you know, in this point, but I would kind of wait and try and start digging to figure out, like, hey, what's behind the line move? You know what I mean? Like, like what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a game I, I played the over on. You know, and I just think when you look at these two offenses, they should be able to move the ball pretty effectively. I mean, they they both average over thirty points a game, and I think thirty three and thirty four points respectively. So, um, I I just don't know. I don't see the the case for UNLV here. Like, yeah, they'll be able to run the ball well, but defensively, I mean, they've been a little bit of a mess. You know, to finish the season, um, you know, let up forty four to Boise. So. I don't know. Like I, I like I like UNLV. I like what they did this year, but I, I don't I think it's odd that they're taking money here. So I'd be interested to see, you know, what's behind the move.
1: Yeah, I, the, the over in this game was one of my favorite bets of bowl season. I, I got it 63 and a half. I absolutely loved it. Like these two teams mm-hmm. are just an over dream, Mark. They they good on offense, efficient. They both average like 400 yards per game. They both score like 35 points per game, and they don't play very much defense. So I uh, I like the over in this game. Now it's down to 65 and a half. So, yeah, something's got to be up in this Kansas UNLV game. But the Jayhawks, now eight and a half point favorites. That is the night cap uh, in tonight's game. So that's what we got going on there. Looking at the rest of bowl season, though, uh, before we get to the big ones, the college football playoff. Any other games that jump out to you? Starting tomorrow, we get uh, we get four games each day leading up to uh, to New Year's Day when we get the college football playoffs. So, what are some games that you like during bowl season? Yeah, I,
0: I think you know a lot of this part of you know bowl season is just kind of like figuring out like, hey, you know, watching the line moves as far as like players opting out, and then figuring out if we're going a little bit too far and then playing back against it. And I think. You know, USC tomorrow, I think, might be a spot with that. Like, they're getting seven points, um, you know, against Louisville. Obviously, you know, ton of opt-outs, ton of people not playing for USC. But um, it's still, to me, like, them catching seven against Louisville, I feel like could be a little too much. So, I just try and look at, like, spots like that. You know, like, like I'm going to be on the Trojans tomorrow. I'm going to wait and see, you know, if this number gets any higher. But... I definitely think that's a spot you can take advantage of. And that's sort of what I look for until, you know, you get to the playoffs where, you know, the games mean anything. and it, you have more of a standard handicap. But I just try and watch the line movement, try and watch the opt-outs, who's hopping in the portal, who's not playing, and then just figure out, like, is the adjustment, like, because a lot of times with the steam you see people just piling on and it moves the line a little bit too far sometimes. And I think, you know, we're getting the key number of seven with USC. I think that's an example.
1: I think that's a great call. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) USC's just not going to be motivated to play in that game, right? Caleb's going to be out there. Defense is terrible. And I think Louisville, (laughs) you know, Jeff Brom's in his first year, he's trying to build something. And the way that that ACC championship game went against Florida State, right, like, they want to end on a high note on their season. You know what I mean? And Brom's one of the great play callers in college football. Like, I know that ACC championship game wasn't pretty, but – He really does have some good offenses. He's a good play caller. And this is only year one. Like, Louisville, this is already a huge win for them, making it to the ACC title Mm -hmm. game, having a great year. You know, they've lost their last two games to Kentucky and to Florida State. So for them to end on a high note, and this is like the perfect team to go against because you don't have to play against Caleb Williams. USC's defense is abysmal. Uh, and Lincoln Riley, who knows what his status is. You know, there's rumors he might be leaving. He might be heading to the NFL as well. I'm with you. I like Louisville, anything in Texas, A&M and Oklahoma state for you tomorrow. I keep going back and forth on this game. Aggies were actually favored, uh, for like much of the week and a half, two weeks leading up to this game. Now, Oklahoma state is favored. I usually love Gundy in these kind of spots. It feels like any coin flip type game. He's always usually money. Obviously, we you know Jimbo won't be coaching for AM. They had a disappointing season. Oklahoma State's another one of those teams. Like they made the Big Twelve title game, had a really good year. It just feels like a game they're going to lean on Ollie Gordon, and uh, it's just it's one of those spots. Like I just trust Gundy.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100. I think they're a team you can definitely target here because of you know how they're going to win is going to translate right. Like like they're going to run the football here with Gordon, uh, you know, against Texas A and M. You wonder about A M's. Uh, you know, motivation coming into this game, all new program, Elko is coming in. So, you know, I I just think that this is a spot where Gundy typically thrives. And because, you know, they're going to do it with the running game, I think that's important. Like in these bowl games, you know, being able to kind of, when you have a ton of backups in there, being able to run the football, I think is more prominent than what you see in the regular season, because it gives, you know, if you have a, a backup quarterback or, you know, some backup skill position players, it gives you, a little bit longer of a leash, you know, it gives you, Hey, you know what, like you, well, I can kind of lean on this. I can get them more comfortable um, in the game. And I, I just think when Gordon's running, man, they are so good. So if it's going to be a close competitive game, we get down to the fourth quarter. Like I, I want my money on Oklahoma state.
1: One of the stinkiest, like fishiest lines of bowl season is this Virginia Tech Tulane game tomorrow. The Hokies are favored by 10 and a half in the military bowl. So Tulane's one of these schools. It's going to be without their quarterback, Michael Pratt. They're without their head coach Willie Fritz, who went off to Houston. You normally love fading stuff like that. It was at seven and a half. Then after the Pratt news, it's gone to ten and a half. It's like ten and a half with Virginia Tech, though, Mark. Like that's a lot of points. You know, Tulane. This was a team that played in a New Year's Six Bowl last year. They were just In their conference title game against SMU. I mean, like that line telling you you gotta play Virginia Tech, because it almost just feels like way too many points. But man, I I don't know. Feels like a stay away game for me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I might play Tulane at this number. Like if it, Mm. you know, we'll see if it continues to rise. But I, I again I like, you know, grabbing, like if there is all this, you know, movement, you know, because of you know, players aren't gonna be there or whatnot, sometimes it's it's hard to quantify. So it's, it's a time where I think, you know, in these types of situations, you know, the market isn't as efficient as it is right. during the season. So we're typically trained and taught that like, hey, the line moves, if it drops, if it starts, you know, trending in a certain direction, it's for a reason. Because, you know, hey, the bigger limits are out and the, the money's coming in and that's kind of moving in that, that situation. But I feel like, you know, in these bowl games, we get a little out of control you know, with with the line moves and the points. And I think if I can get 10 and a half with Tulane, I think that's probably a solid bet.
1: On Thursday, we have two of my favorite games of bowl season. Three games I really, really like. So I'm interested to get your thoughts on these games. Love Rutgers against Miami. They're now favorites at minus 120. You could have gotten Rutgers a while back as underdogs. I can't tell you how many times on this network I've told people to take Rutgers. Like I just absolutely love them. This is just classic. Like this is what you want in a bowl game. You're going to get a highly motivated Rutgers team. Greg Schiano, their head coach just signed a new extension. This is a game. They're going to muck up. They're going to keep it ugly. Miami. Meanwhile, Tyler Van Dyke hit the transfer portal. This was a team that, you know, thought maybe they'd win the ACC, maybe make the playoff that Georgia tech kind of their season unraveled on them after that. Plus it's Miami, right? Like they're in Miami. They have to travel to the Bronx in late December to play a game. So it's like one of those two. They got to play in a cold weather city in a bowl game. Absolutely love Rutgers in this spot. So I don't know if you have a play on it, but uh, I'm all over the Scarlet Knights.
0: No I'm with you. I think Rutgers is, is very solid in here. And again, you know, you nailed it on the head. It's it's really the motivation. And the style of, of play that, you know, Rutgers is going to bring to the game. It's like, hey, you know what? They're gonna They're going to run the football. You know, they're they're obviously, you know, so I think that, you know, bodes well, especially if you're looking at, like, a motivational situation, like who's going to win in the trenches, who's going to be able to get the hard yards when they need them. All those things play into, you know, into the situation. It also comes down a lot to, you know, who's preparing more? Who's preparing? Who's going to come into the game, you know, ready, you know, uh, you know, really, you know, at their best? And I think there's much, much more. Probable that that's Rutgers here than it is Miami again you know playing in a game that they're highly motivated unmotivated after a disappointing season um you know I don't have a lot of confidence that Ball can get them up for this game so I think Rutgers is a side I think it's you know the perfect example of what you see this time of year in these bowl games where you can take a team like Rutgers to where a win over Miami in this bowl game means a lot more to their program than it does the other way around
1: Yeah. No, I love, love Rutgers in that game. I also like Kansas state minus two and a half against NC state for me. This is all about the coaching. I love Chris Kleiman, the head coach for Kansas state. I can't stand Dave Dorn for NC state. It's one of my least favorite coaches, NC state. I feel like every time I bet on them, every time I watch them, they're just one of those teams, Mark, that they're just not smart. You know, they commit so many dumb penalties, Mm -hmm. turnovers. They're like one of those. It's just not an enjoyable watch. And I feel like when they go up against teams that are well coached, that know that our, their identity, know what they are, like they get exposed. And that's K State. They want to run the ball. They pride themselves on being good on the line of scrimmage. I just, I like K State, man. They're well disciplined. They're a well coached team. So give me K State minus two and a half all day against NC State. And then I love me some Arizona minus two and a half against Oklahoma. Arizona might be the most underrated team in college football. This team went nine and three during the regular season, Mark. Two of their losses were in overtime, their other loss was to Washington by seven. They're on a six game mm-hmm. win streak to end the year. They're playing great football. Jed Fish has done an unbelievable job. And again, motivation, right? Arizona's looking for their first 10-win season in a long time. You know they're going to be fired up. They're going to be happy to be there. Can't wait to play against a big brand like Oklahoma, who lost two of their final four games. Dylan Gabriel transferred out. It's going to be the Jackson-Arnold era in Norman starting. I think Prep Venables just kind of lost his team a little bit. Defense hasn't been playing anywhere near what it was earlier in the year like we've seen later. And Arizona is absolutely rolling. So on Thursday, I'm looking at a couple short favorites with uh, with K State and Arizona.
0: I'm with you on Kansas State. I mean, I think you know NC State's a team that you know you nailed on the head. Every time you bet them, you're just like, why did I do this to myself? You know, like they do silly <laughs> trick plays in the red zone when they don't need to. You know, and then you know when they need to open things up, they never do. And I I think you know players go there, they just underperform it feels like you know you know we saw leary leave there you know it went kentucky i just think that they're a team that i like to fade like as far as nc state and i think kansas state will be in there and ready to play i like that the arizona game i'm not so sure about like i'm kind of leaning towards oklahoma in that one i just think that the the program is going in the right direction and i think that they have a very bright future but i think that this this might be like i worry about in these bowl games like you know the you know, the level of athlete that they're going to be playing against. And this is, you know, this is a Pac-12 team going up against, you know, an Oklahoma team that, uh, you know, beat Texas, you know. And, and listen, not all the players aren't going to be there. It's going to be a little bit of a different situation. But I think there might be a little more urgency on Venables uh, side to kind of end the season on a positive note than, you know, what you talked about. Like, you know, and I, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be close. It'll be a good game. It'll definitely be exciting. But I'm not ready to fade Oklahoma in this one yet.
1: All right, yeah, we'll see what happens there. My favorite bet of bowl season, I got it at uh, minus one and a half. I don't like it as much now at three and a half, but I'm hoping that, uh, you know, maybe Toledo gets up early on Wyoming and there's live betting opportunities for people to get them at like a pick Love Wyoming. Absolutely love them. Craig Bull, their head coach, has done a great job there for the last decade. He's retiring after this game. Like, you don't think his players are going to want to send him out with a win, right? You don't think they're going to be ultra-motivated, yeah. ready to go for their coach. Toledo, by the way, their quarterback, Taquan Finn, transferred out. He was great this season. They won the MAC regular season title. But at three and a half, like, you know, obviously Toledo could lose that game by three. So I don't love it as much. But uh live betting again or throwing Wyoming on the money line in the teaser, think it's a great look. But uh I-, I love Wyoming in that game against Toledo.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I and mean, Wyoming's been so much fun, man. So I hope that you know I hope things continue in the direction they are because they're just one of like the unique programs in college sports that that makes it great. But Huge motivational spot for them here. You know, it's probably not going to get back under the three, but like you said, live betting, or if you know you want to just play it on the money line at minus one eighty five. You know, it's a little bit pricey, but it might make some sense here instead of laying the three and a half.
1: Yeah, so uh, we'll see if that line moves at all. I think it's probably going to stay at three and a half, but uh, really like Wyoming to win that game so we'll see what happens we come back we're going to talk about the two big ones the college football playoff rose bowl bama michigan the sugar bowl texas and washington here on you better you bet presented by betmgm we'll also give out some best bets to wrap up the show mark drumheller pj glasser here on a tuesday